Yeah, and start me up. Uh, that's what uh, both cricket teams will be saying at the Oval uh, tomorrow, our time. Uh, when the mace goes up for grabs, of course, we hold it. We are the inaugural holders. That'll never change, but we're not going to hold it this time round because it'll be between Australia and India, the World Test Championship final. Uh, the Oval has uh, got a reputation as being uh, one of the fairest cricket pitches in the world. Over the years, it has always brought in all aspects of the game. Time for the quicks, time for the batters in between, and then a challenge against spin towards the end. It is one of the most perfect pitches for this kind of uh, battle, you would assume. So, uh, yes, it's to the Oval we head for the cricket. It's to Brisbane we head now uh, to the cricketer and uh, the voice, too, of the breakfast show over there in Brisbane alongside Paddy Welsh. A former Australian cricketing great, and I mean that with uh, sincerity. Uh, terrific, absolutely terrific. Ian Healy, good morning to you. Thanks for joining the show. Good morning, Smithy. You're more than welcome, mate. It was, what was it, two years ago we watched you guys go around in there? Yeah, exactly right, and uh, we were jubilant on it. Just before we get stuck into that, Heels, uh, just the other day it was the uh, 30th anniversary of the Warren Ball, the Warren Magic Ball, the ball of the century, they called it. You saw it from uh, first hand. Uh, what are your memories of that, man? Well, it's very vivid. I, I can still see the ball. Um, and it, it just it swung in quite a lot, quite viciously, quite sharply. The more revolutions he got on the ball, it swung into a right-handed batsman. And Gat was then just a little bit slow in all his movements because he, he hadn't seen much or heard much of this bloke. You know, when he got smashed around against Worcester in the lead-up to that test. Um, and, and so it swung in, and then I can still remember Gat... Gat wasn't moving his foot far enough or fast enough, and then his back lift was still up. It should have been coming down. I'm thinking, he's going to miss this, and, and it just came through and just clipped the off stump. Didn't make much of a noise. He thought I'd, I'd sort of knock the bales off or something, but, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was just enough. We'd seen just before that tour in New Zealand... Warney really bowled some violent spinning leggies that swung in and spun away a lot. You, you might even remember them, you know, Kenny Rutherford round his legs, uh, batsman missing the ball by six inches, those sorts of things. So we knew it was all in there, but give us a break. First ball on English soil. That's unbelievable, wasn't it? It was absolutely staggering. It was, as they say, the ball of the century. I'm not sure we'll see one of those in this Test match coming up, but we're going to see the two best qualified teams to play in this World Test Championship final. They're not there out of accident, um, Heels. So uh, no Josh Hazelwood, and uh, I guess uh, that's a very familiar headline to Australian cricket fans. He's had a lot of issues both home and away. Uh, So Scotty Boland in. Yeah, yeah, Scotty Boland, he's done extremely well. You can't do any better than uh, than a replacement uh, bowler, and he's done. Um, so he, he'll enjoy that. Yeah, it's, it, nothing seems to be healing for Josh Hazelwood. He's had a niggling Achilles, which they, they haven't overplayed, but it just doesn't go away since the Sydney test. Um, and then this side injury, which he came home from the IPL saying it was nothing, and test revealed nothing. So, but it's kept him out of a World Test Championship final. So it is a worrying thing. If he can't make uh, the first Ashes Test, which is only the end of next week, um, I, I think they might move on for some time. Right, let's look at Australia's likely lineup now that Boland goes in for Hazelwood. 
Well, well, we're looking at, uh, I'll read them out, you can um, disagree with me. Yep. Warner Kawaja, Labashane Smith, Head Green, Kerry. There's your top seven. You run with that? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I just look at that and I don't think there's too many weaknesses apart from the, you know, the relatively recent form of David Warner. I think that's about as good as you can damn well get. Yes, and and you know, Usman Khawaja is not convinced that he's played well enough in England over time either. So they've both got a lot to prove at the top of the order. Then we go into our right-handers who have been solid. Then Travis Head, if there's a platform laid for him, he he sort of plays very aggressively. Um, and and Alex Carey can do either. He can he can sort of shore things up. Or he can he can tee off. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, we probably miss a number eight batter type coming up now in your in your bowlers, Smitty. That was uh, that was going to be Pat Cummins, but his batting form seems to have really disappeared on him. Uh, so we'll put him in there. Yep. Uh, obviously, Mitch Stark, um, and uh, then of course you go to Scotty Bowling and Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon's batting's improved a, a wee bit as such, but that's pretty much it, isn't it? That, that's the eleven. Yes, I'd say so. Um, exactly right. Um, and there's enough play and there's enough freshness in that. A couple of the boys have been in, in county cricket. Uh, a few of them have been in the IPL. But these teams are assembling from all around the world, aren't they? So that, they're going to need to adjust very quickly to the patience of test cricket. What do you remember about the oval? What are you expecting from the oval pitch? Um, uh, uh, we remember it's quite high, isn't it? It fits up high on the ground and then it, it mm. sort of slopes down to the slips cordon and the keepers. So balls tend to carry through nicely. Uh, pace early and early in this summer, um, the reports have been that it has been very quick. Um, and, and then we've been knocked over there a couple of times through spin. So getting spun out late in the match, um, Tufnell um, got us a couple of times, I think, um, and then nagging medium paces who landed on the spot late in the match. So that will come into India's hands. So it's a, it's probably the purest contest we'll ever see uh, between Australia and India. There's not the raging turn uh, right the way through the match of an Indian test, and there's not the unusual high and pacey bounce uh, that you get in Australia, for example, in Perth. So I think this is a wonderfully matched test. Right, let's look at uh, what you expect from India then. Uh, they've got a new skipper and relatively new skipper, I say, in Rohit Sharma. Uh, then we look at a top six where, where for me, Pajaras are given at three, Kohli at four. But I, I'm battling. I, I, I mean, your side is so easy to pick. I can't really formulate my head around India's final makeup. Yes, um, well, uh, Shulman Gill goes in at two with Rohit Sharma, and hasn't he stepped up? He, he's just—he's a freak. He's the next Kohli, probably. Um, and and they put Rahane back in the squad, and I, I think he'll go in at five. Uh, little Rajinka uh, Rahane, uh, um, so and he's in good form and come into good form in the T20. And then the, the one position they can't decide on, Smithy, seems to be the keeper. Is it going to be Ishan mm. Kishan or Barat? KS Barat, who, who, so they'll be number six. And then they've got Jadeja and Ravi Ashwin, who can bat seven and eight. Uh, I think they have to leave Axar Patel out, who was, who sort of won them the series with the bat against Australia in India, because that leaves three spots for the quicks, uh, which they'll need up front at the oval, I would imagine. So 
and they've got Mohammed Shami, Siraj, and Thakur over there. Um, but no Bumrah, he's still out. Um, so, so that fast bowling attack with two spinners and a top six will be the makeup, I'm assuming. Tactically, then, I look at that and I, I try to uh, visualise um, oval pitches. And I, like you, I've, I can see it quite clearly. And generally speaking, it's bat first for you. Definitely, um, and and try to and try to bowl last. Yeah, um, I, I well or bat well enough to get them out twice uh, after a good first innings total. So yeah, very good batting wicket. You might have to get through fifteen or twenty minute adjustment period when you start your innings, and then it, a flat batting, and then spins late in the match. So. You know, both both teams have got uh, you know players suited to those conditions. It's going to be good. It's only the second edition of the World Test Championship final uh, heels, and you've got the Ashes, as you say, as soon as uh, next week. Where does it sit? You feel for uh, former Australian cricketers like yourself. Where does it sit for the Australian cricket fan? The World Test Championship. I, I wouldn't say it's very high. But I think it will become that way. It's certainly lifted even since the last time. And Australia has sort of verbalised its great desire to uh, be on top of the Test match rankings. And and now there's a final that's uh, required, if that's what you want to do. So it's certainly high on the Australian players' um, list of of achievements. Um, It's a bit of a pity it's so closely butted up against the Ashes. But but that's it's it's a six test in eight week period for the Aussies, so there's going to be some injuries um, we we assume. But yeah, it's high in the players, not so high in the the public's eyes just yet. But getting there. Right. Let's uh, look at a couple of aspects then of the Ashes. Then uh, whilst we've got your heels, if we can, and that is uh, England yeah. without Jack Leach. I won't say he's uh, anywhere near the quality or the experience of a Nathan Lyon, but he certainly was England's number one spin bowler. Um, and now they're yeah. um, in the crossroads of trying to call back veterans or trying to invent one. Where, how do you think this will play out? No Jack Leach? It, it's unbelievable. Well, Jack Leach has uh, uh, responded very well to baseball too. That, that's where he sort of uh, freed his mind up and his game and, and strategies up. But so they'll miss him. But what, a, what an indictment on the English game, Smith. I've just had a bit of a dip on the breakfast show over here that there's 18 counties there and county programs and pathways, and the best they've got is Joe Root might be the spinner. He's got 54 test wickets. Um, Liam Dawson, who's hardly been seen, or, or recalling Moen Alley, who doesn't want to be there. Where, where, the, where are all the spinners? So, so yeah, that, they're the three that they keep tipping, and um, they have approached Mo and Ali, um, and they'll probably try to use him, you know, try to get him, suck him in by sort of saying, come on, you've got a bit of unfinished business against Australia. Um, let, let's improve your record a bit, but we'll see. He's in good form, and he's a good player, but that's mainly T20 these days, and uh, see if he wants to get the red ball back in his hand. So, so yeah, that, that's how I see that. I, I really see... Joe Root being one of the best options I've got. Mm, very interesting, particularly, of course, um, with a wealth of left-handers uh, and the Australian side. We know if you look all the way down there. The other interesting selection for me, although a lot of people would say it was a natural, not so for me as a former glove man, 
was a selection of Johnny Bairstow over the top of Ben Folk. So I think it's probably uh, glove work-wise one been one of England's best they've found for a while. Yep, yeah, they just they cannot settle on a keeper, can they? He, he's been pretty handy and stoic with the bat when they've needed it as well. Um, so yeah, you know, gone um, Bairstow. Uh, he's not a reluctant keeper, but it's a big recovery for him, isn't it? Like he was sort of lucky to walk after breaking his leg, slipping on a golf course. So he, it's a great recovery. Um, he, he really tightens their batting up. It makes their batting lineup brilliant. Um, but the bowlers are going to have to toil a little bit, especially if the Australians get through the early spells of of those fast men like Stuart Broad uh, to our left-handers. And that's when a wicket keeper gets stressed, you know, and, and they don't then don't need to be dropping anything and letting their bowlers down. So it's a big ask for Bairstow, and uh, folks would have been better at it. But uh, let's see how they go. Yeah, they they regularly and over the last thirty years have been so impatient with their wicket keepers. What I like about the series uh, is I don't think, uh, given fine weather, there's going to be a draw because of the attitude of both sides. Yeah. I mean, Australia usually play very much front foot cricket, but this is an England side who are hell-bent at going at the world, it seems, at 100 miles an hour. This will be, for me, their biggest test against a quality bowling attack. Yes, it will. Um, it, I think they'll take a leaf out of New Zealand's book. In the, the last, what, hour and a half of that last test that... At um, in Wellington, it was just short stuff. Eh? You want to swing it, you want to have a, a swing at our short stuff. Uh, that's Pat Cummins, Scott Boland, and Mitch Stark. Go for it. You know that they're up against history as well as the opposition, aren't they? That that you can do that consistently well over long periods. So, so Australia will have some weapons to fire. Ben Duckett, who made uh, double hundred the other night uh, against Ireland, he's saying that that. And they're all saying he just loves wit, you know. So, so no one really likes wit totally, do they? It can be dangerous to swing hard at wide balls. So Australia will dabble there too, making sure the wide balls are of the right length um, so that he has to swing on the up and take some risks. But, um, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll play around there. It, it is going to be uh, a good clash, them coming at us. Ollie Pope. Walking out of his crease at fast bowlers, just taking them on. You, you know, Kerry Packer used to say, Smithy, as you know, that if someone does that to a fast bowler, someone walks out of their crease at a fast bowler, they've got to take their helmet off. <laughs> but these batsmen, especially the basketball boys, they are bulletproof and like they're wearing armour and just coming at you. So it's risky, but it's been successful. It has been successful, and I think, by and large, very, very good for the image and the, and the way the game is played. Not everywhere, but yep. uh, the way they wanted to play. Hey, now, just finally, Heels, um, the Warners are never very far from the headlines, and once again, on the eve of a World Test Championship, David Warner has outlined to the rest of the world his intention on how he wants the end of his career to pan out, and that is a retirement, walking off the SCG uh, at some stage next January and saying, thank you very much, folks, it's been fun. Straight into the commentary box, I understand. But that uh, will rely very much on David Warner's form, I would um, imagine. So, um, <laughs> and on current, on current take, I would imagine that's quite a wishful plan. Yes, I think it is, and it'll be great if he can make that plan. But he also wants the, the World T20 tournament, uh, the World Cup, after that Sydney test. That'll finish his test career then the World T20. What he has forgotten is the one-day World Cup. 
in October and November. So there's a lot of cricket to play. And, and last summer he said, I'm, I'm going match by match. Well, now he's not. He's going. He's setting the plan for everyone, thinking that might that might stop the media asking, but it won't. It'll be a match by match question that he'll cop from the media. Um, I, I haven't heard this word before, Smitty, but I read it in our papers today. Quivical. You know how? Have you heard that? No, wake keeper, mate. Sorry, no, no I haven't. Too, no, too many syllables. We've only heard. We've only heard unequivocal, haven't we? Right. Mm. So the selector, mm. George Bailey, and the coach, Andrew McDonald, have been quivocal on the selection of David Warner any further than this World Test Championship final. You know, if you know, normally we'd say that's unequivocal, he's playing the first two Ashes tests. But they've been yep. quivocal. So, you know, it's, it's match by match, mate. Simple as that. Hills, uh, always fantastic to catch up with you. you uh, your Ashes prediction then? I haven't even thought of the venues. and uh, Look, I'm worried that England haven't got enough bowling strength. I'm going to go... Uh, uh, how many tests are there? Five. I'm, I'm mm. going 3-1 Australia. I, I just worry Ben Stokes is not going to give the, give enough with his injury um, to his knee with the ball, you know, and it's going to be hard for a lot of things. So I, without him, he, he's a freak. But 3-1 uh, Australia. Yeah, I think Cameron Green's going to be a massive factor in this in, in Australian cricket going forward. Um, your favourite Ashes memory for yourself personally? What, what was your favourite victory you feel? You feel? Uh, I think our, my very first one, 1989, Headingley. We were the worst team. We shouldn't be winning. England had beaten us all through the 80s. And we surprised ourselves, mate. You know, at lunchtime on day five, it was like a party in our dressing room and we only had them one down. It was just that we weren't going to lose. They needed 400 runs or something in the day and we had them one down and we were partying. And and then when you have that attitude and mindset, the next session we got six wickets and then, then the third session we thought, geez, how do we do that? How do we close out a game? We don't know how to do this. We, we took ages to get the last three wickets but got it done. That, that test, I reckon, was a surprise to all of us and probably a turning point in Ashes cricket for, for our generation. Um, so the very first one at Headingley where we, we surprised a lot. Good on your heels. Great memories. Uh, great um, thoughts too. Great visions on uh, how you think uh, this might play out going forward. Such an astri- and, a, and I think a very important time for Test cricket as well as people ask the question about its longevity. This is absolutely massive. Yeah. This World Test Championship, the Ashes, putting it right up there front and centre again where it belongs. Hills, uh, have a terrific day and thanks so much for your time, mate. Catch up soon, eh? You're welcome, Smitty. See ya.